This is the Business and Couples Podcast with Shari and Andre. Shari and Andre will share with you what it takes for couplepreneurs to thrive in their business and in their relationship. They address those challenges that are unique for couples who are in business together. Shari and Andre have been a couplepreneur since 2002 and know firsthand about the challenges couples in business face. And now, Shari and Andre. Hi, and welcome to this edition of Business and Couples Podcast with Sherry and Andre. I'm Andre. And I'm Sherry. And today we're talking about strategy and planning. Now, strategy and planning is important for couplepreneurs. And in fact, it's important for any business, wouldn't you say, Sherry? Absolutely. Yes, it is. And so when we look at strategy and planning, the first thing I think we need to do is to look at strategy versus tactics. And what I mean by that is when we talk about tactics, that's more the doing, more the activity type goals. So you get in the habit of just doing something, doing something, creating activity. And those are tactics. Now, Sherry, how would you characterize the difference between tactics and strategy. Yeah, well, just as you were saying, and couplepreneurs are no different than any other business, that they're busy getting things done. And those are, as you say, those are really the tactics. When we look at the strategy, it's really taking a pause and getting a high-level overview of what direction you want your business to go in. What do you want your business to be? looking at the markets you want to serve, offerings that you provide them, looking at what's out there as opportunities and what's changing in the market that may be a threat to your business. Yes, and when you look at it from that strategic outlook, it's really looking at it through another lens or filter that you may not have looked at your business before when you're thinking about just the tactics or this is what we're going to do to be successful in the business. Yeah, and... I bet you if you look at your week and look back and reflect on what you what you worked on, a majority of it is either things that just came your way that day or things that you had on your to-do list that you wanted to get done. And they were all things to accomplish, but they weren't really looking at how does that fit in the direction that our company wants to go. Yes. I think one of the things that we could just throw in here is because we talk about talk about it a lot when we talk about goal setting and we talk about results goals versus activity goals and activity goals are those goals that are doing things it requires a, you know an activity to accomplish something and all of the activities though that you do should lead up to some type of result which should be another type of goal so you have results goals and you have activity goals and when we're talking about act- activities we're really talking about those tactics that would lead to a result. However, if there is no strategic planning, then we really don't have those activity goals tied to a result. Well, you can have it tied to a result, and the result may not be to where you wanna go with your company. You can be, oh, I got this done, I got this done, I accomplished this goal. But if it's not in alignment with where you wanna take your company in the long run, then it's something that you accomplished but didn't bring you any further along. Yes, very good. And so when we think about this uh, strategy, uh, creating a a strategy or strategic plan and why it's important, that's one of the main things is that it provides a roadmap to follow. Yeah, yeah, but you gotta be on the same road because there's a lot of roads out there. 
And so by having that strategic plan, sitting down with your partner and the other people in your company, you decide what road do I want to take to get me to where I want to go versus getting on a road and moving down the road, but you end up in a place that you never had intended on going in the first place. Yeah, it's kind of like happenstance versus actually saying, this is the direction I'm going in and causing that to come about. Yes. Yeah, so so also too, it allows you to focus on what's important. Yeah, definitely. Having a strategic, really the strategic thinking and plan and being on the same page has you focused. It says, okay, this is where I'm going. You don't go left, you don't go right, go and don't go meandering unless it's taking you where you want to go. That's the important thing is to allow yourself to always have the strategic plan in front of you because, um, you know, we've been there before with, with uh, working with companies where people said, oh yeah, I had a strategic plan and they'll point to the plans on their, on their bookcase, but they never took them out throughout the years. So, so it's important to have the strategic plan alive in front of you and knowing the road and knowing where you're going and being on the same page. Yeah, that is true. People do a strategic plan and then they put it on the shelf and then they dust it off next year and right. do, do it again, right? Yes. Okay. And you know, another important thing to consider of, of why strategic planning is important and it's really, really key for couplepreneurs is that when you have a strategic plan, plan, you're able to define the roles and responsibilities as it relates to the goals and objectives that you want to achieve in the business. And, and this is really important because we talk about being on the same page and then also too, well, what is my role in the fulfillment of the goals and objectives that, uh, that we have set for ourselves? Yeah. And, and by doing that, you're able to see where there are gaps. Do we have the people that are needed to accomplish what we are trying to accomplish. It's very important to have that plan and then look at your structure and your organization, including you and your partner. Okay, Will, these are my strengths. This is how I can contribute to where we're going and then see where the gaps are and get those roles and responsibilities um, hired. Yeah, and, and I think we can really say beyond a shadow of a doubt that strategic planning is a way of looking at where you're going that's unique than just saying, okay, let's just set some goals. So when we're thinking strategically, it allows us to see things maybe that we would not have seen if we weren't thinking strategically or looking at things from a strategic planning viewpoint. Yeah, and it's a challenge because if you are traditionally a tactical, go get things done kind of person, it takes something to step out of the doing and about getting things done and looking at it and having an overall strategic mindset about what you want to accomplish. What do you want your company to be? When you are able to create that strategic plan and think strategically, you may have new ways of doing things, or new ways of looking at your business. Because if you don't do that though, you'll end up saying the same and when you're setting the same, your competitors are doing something else. And chances are they're going to eat into your market share. Your profits are going to decline and it may take you totally out of business. Yes, very good. Okay, well, let's look at some of the 
pieces that we might want to look at as part of the strategic planning process. And here we're not talking about this is how you do a strategic plan. We're just going to look at some pieces that you really want to consider in your development of your strategic plan. So, so the first thing is, and it's very key, is what's commonly referred to as a SWOT analysis. Yes. And yeah. so let's let's talk about what that is, uh, Sherry, what a SWOT analysis is. Yeah, well, a SWOT analysis is actually first taking an internal look at your business. What are your strengths and what are your weaknesses as an organization? And then it's taking an external look and saying, okay, what are the opportunities out there? What are problems that are out there that perhaps you can tap into? And then what are some of the threats in the marketplace that you could foresee down the road? You see, when you're thinking about what could be happening, can you see that is a strategic way of thinking? Right. And so many businesses have, I like to say, on the ash piles of business failure because they did not do a SWOT analysis. Because you have to match your internal strengths and your internal lim limitations with what's happening externally. What are the opportunities and what are the threats? And we've seen that over and over again where businesses have not been able to adapt to the threats or take advantage of the opportunities because they didn't think strategically about it. And it cost them, in some cases, the actual business to fail. You know, Sears is, comes to mind, but there have been many others that have just really gone out of business uh, because they have failed to look at the opportunities and threats and then match that up against what their strengths and limitations or weaknesses are. Yeah, I mean, I think Blockbuster uh, videos is probably the classic, right? Um, they did videos probably better than anybody. But then the market changed and they weren't looking outside and looking to see what they can, where the threats are and what the opportunities are in, in the market. And they just kept perfecting and working on their what they did well. Yeah, and we, we could talk about that piece uh, a lot, but let's move on to some other considerations in looking at the strategic planning process, things that you wanna consider. You know, under the actual strategic planning itself, one of the things that you want to make sure that you have is identity statements. And the biggest identity statement that you can have is the vision for the company. And it is often said that vision-led businesses outperform vision-less uh, businesses. Yeah, absolutely, Chris. You're, and that is really looking out there in the future, creating what you want your company to aspire to be and when you're doing your planning, you're actually thinking strategically about what can you be doing? What are, what are the opportunities to help you move closer to that vision? Yeah, you think about all the people that get connected to your vision, vision statement. First of all, you as a couplepreneur, you as partners get connected to that vision. It's inspiring to you. It's what allows you to come into the business every day and give 110% effort. But then also the members of your team get inspired by the vision because this is what we're aspiring to be. And customers even become, in fact, customers like to be attached to businesses that are going somewhere because they begin to feel like they're a part of your success 
and they view that you're helping them to be successful. Right. A vision really is that emotional connection that you, you create for all everyone that's involved around your company. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very, very key. And then the other identity statements that you want to have, and we talked about this a little bit on another podcast when we were talking about culture, and that is to have your values, your core values. And these statements are so key to really defining and having the norms and behaviors exhibited in the business that you want to have. Yes, I mean, your values don't change. So if you have your values and you don't have a strategic plan, then checkbox, you just check it that are our values intact, and then you move on to the other pieces of a strategic plan. Values stay with you. You check them to see is there something that we would like to put in or something we'd like to tweak but your values are very stable. Yeah, you know, we, we created our values. We started our business consulting and coaching business in 2002. And the, one of the first things that we did was establish our core values. And it was probably about maybe 10 or 12 years after that, we actually added another core value to the core values that we had. Yeah. So, so yeah, so you still want to look at those core values as a part of your strategic planning process to make sure that you have encompassed all of the values that you want to have for your business. And then I can vouch for us because we do have our values alive and part of our decision making and part of everything we do. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Well, let's talk then about another piece of the strategic planning process that you wanna make sure that you pay attention to. And that's in the area of protection. And when we're talking about protection, we're talking about insulating yourself from things that could potentially happen that are unforeseen. So one of the first things is contracts to look at, well, does my business require contracts? And if they do, are my contracts up to date? Do they take into consideration potentially new regulations or, or new legislation that has come down through the pike? Because you always want to make sure that you're protected from your contracts and agreement standpoint. Yeah, even today with COVID, how are your contracts impacted by COVID? Yeah, the, the whole thing about force majeure could be, took a whole, a whole new life, did it, with the uh, COVID thing. So we just want to make sure that you pay attention to contracts. Another thing around uh, protection is intellectual property. Your IP can be a tremendous asset. So you want to make sure that that's protected. Absolutely. So, so if you have copyrighted processes or formulas or, or logos or trademarks, anything that makes your organization, your business unique to you, you want to see if it's needed to be protected because if it's not protected, you are risking losing that as a competitive advantage. Yes, and another thing of course to look at is we live in a society that loves to litigate, so you wanna make sure that your insurance has the right coverage to protect you from that. Okay, one other consideration is your products and services that you bring to the marketplace. And this is this is so like where the rubber meets the road in terms of success of the business. When you're looking at your strategic planning process, 
we want to ask yourself, what is the value proposition that I'm bringing to the marketplace? How do I create value in the marketplace? A lot of times I'll ask a company, like why you're in business? What's the reason you're in business? And a lot of times I'll get the response that we're in business to make a profit. And that's true. That would be an outcome that you want to have. And I always remind the business owners in that statement about we want to make a profit to consider that the profit that you make is an outcome of two things the value that you bring to the marketplace and how effective and efficiently you bring that value to the marketplace. So it really is a measure of keeping score around those things. If you don't have anything of value to the marketplace, then you're not going to be able to command prices that are going to be sustaining your business over time. Yeah, and what was value yesterday may not be value tomorrow. So that's why you want to be looking outwardly to see what is the market, what are the problems in the market, and what are you providing to solve those problems, and how are these these services valued? Yeah, so you want to take into consideration market research. Yeah, you have to do market research because what we have seen where business is struggling is that they're looking at from their own perspective. They, they're looking to see, okay, well, this is a great product. Uh, everybody's going to like it, everybody needs it, and this is how much they're going to pay for it. No, that may be a place to start, but you have to go out to the marketplace. And the way you do that research, you you do belly-to-belly conversations, you do surveys, inquiries, research. It needs to be an external outreach to find out how much the market will value what you're providing. And then also, too, from the product and service standpoint, you want to have ongoing development. Consider that you're you're never stagnant. You're either losing ground or you're gaining ground. And so you want to have ongoing development, looking at how can we continue to improve the way our product functions or works or how we deliver our service to the marketplace. Yeah, and you want to be innovative, right? And we're not talking about creating something that's technologically something that's not in that requires you know a real science or or market um rocket scientists is what i'm trying to say what we're saying is innovation sometimes comes from the most basic problems out there that you can innovate and solve so you really want to have focus on looking at things newly not just improving what you have but what is new out there that you can service. Yeah, so you don't you you want to ascribe to if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. You want to ascribe to if it ain't broke, how can we improve it, right? Exactly. Yeah. And this is just a philosophy I just can't miss this opportunity to share that so often you hear if you don't have a solution to a problem, don't bring me a problem. Well, I invite you to turn that around a little bit because sometimes the best solutions and best brainstorming comes when there's a problem that you don't know right off the top of what how to solve it and so really be open to listen to problems that are out there problems that are going on so that you can bring best thinking together and come up with a great innovative product or service yes 
Yes. And then the last area that we want to look at, and this is just a sampling of the area areas that we're, we're speaking to here because, you know, we do uh, what we call a Thrive Journey Assessment where we delve into many, many areas around the business to look at it, to see if it's ready to scale and grow and if it has processes and the strategies and the people and the financing in place to actually grow the business. But from the strategic planning standpoint, one last thing that we want to make sure that you look at is the actual customer themselves. Who, who am I, your customers and clients, who am I serving in the market? And it gets back to that value proposition that we have. And you have to connect it to what are the customer needs that I'm, I'm solving? And it's just like if you, you know, as the old saying is, the guy goes into a Home Depot and he buys a drill. Well, does he really need a drill? No, he really needs a hole. And so you want to make sure that you are looking at the customer needs and that your products and services are providing those needs. As business owners, we don't want to miss an opportunity to make a dollar, right? If there's a customer out there that we can service, we, we often say, oh, well, I can do it for everyone. Well, time and time and time again, it, when you can define your market, actually define and get clarity, that's going to help you strategically run and operate your business in so much better when you can define who your customer is and what your markets, the markets that you're serving. Yeah. And when you do that, what it really means that is that you have customer awareness. You can create customer awareness mm -hmm. so much easier because if you're th doing anything for anybody and everybody, there no, it's, it's just hard to break through the noise. But when you can be very clear about the market you're serving, your message will be tuned to that customer and to that market. Mm -hmm. So it's very important, once again, strategically to define your market, identify their needs, and then do your marketing to create that customer awareness. Right. And that really determines their willingness to pay. You know, I go into the supermarket. We have Publix here. And I go into Publix and I look at the water aisle. Now, I'm going to tell you, there is, to me, there's nothing more commodity than water. I mean, after all, it falls from the sky. And I look at the difference in pricing of water. And here you have one water, you know, it's, dream water, it's like 29 cents a gallon. And then you have Zephyr Hills, which is like $1.19 a gallon or something like that. And you know what? I buy the Zephyr Hills and because I, for some reason, I think that the Zephyr Hills water is better than the 29 cent water. But here again, they know their customers and what they're willing to invest in something as what I consider as, as a commodity and that being water because they have created that in the marketplace. No doubt they have done their research and their yes, strategic plan. They did the research and that's, once again, we're going to say it again. Don't go from your internal look, take your internal knowledge, your internal brainstorming, everything that you came up with, and then check the market to see are they willing to pay and how much they're willing to pay for what you're trying to provide. Yeah. Well, we just covered a few things about the strategic planning process, and we wanted to have you really begin to think about your strategic plan. As a couplepreneur, what are some of the things that we really want to look at as we begin to map out 
where we're going, where we're headed, what are the things that we want to achieve. So the challenge really is for you to start now to develop your plan. Now we do have something that will facilitate you actually developing the strategic plan because it is a process. And so Sherry, you want to tell our listeners what we have available for them? Yes. What we're going to do is we're going to provide you with the strategic planning schematic. It gives you each one of the elements that you should be looking through as you're going through your strategic planning process. So you can get that at businessandcouples.com. That's businessandcouples.com slash strategy. And we will send you the schematic or which is really a graphical outline of how to go through the strategic planning process. And it really will facilitate you developing your strategic plan. So don't wait, pick a time with your partner when you're going to start on your strategic plan and start thinking strategically so you can move your business forward and have your both your business and your relationship thriving. Okay, so that's going to be it for this episode. And thank you for joining us. Be sure to get your strategic planning schematic at businessandcouples.com strategy. And we will see you on the next episode of Business and Couples Podcast with Sherry and Andre.